0: Hip hop patriot Jeremy Harrell.
1: Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. We Just got fun. Keep fighting, fight God wins. We love real and Hello, everybody. How are you? And for the audience that watched the morning show, it's good to be back with you this evening. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody and including the Real America's Voice audience. And thank you to Real America's Voice News for being our digital distribution partner. You are locked and loaded right here live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire, the Granite State. They call us Granite Staters here, and it's an honor and a blessing to be here with you guys every single day of the week, and on this St. Paddy's Day, I figured that we would play a little video from our fearless, illegitimate, Unelected resident occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden today addressed St. Patty's Day by saying that he's Irish. But not only that he's Irish. Well, let's just let Joe tell you, shall we?
0: Father, uh, before I begin, let's be father from about to sin. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> well, I just want you to know I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter.
1: <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I am about to sin. Yeah, Joe, you are a walking sin. I mean, technically, we all are. But when you claim to be a Catholic and you also claim on the other side of your mouth that it's okay to kill a baby all the way up to birth, kind of think there's a conflict of interest there, but that's not. That's not the buried lead here. No, the buried lead here is that Joe Biden called Irish people stupid. Okay, if you don't know whether you wanted to vote for him or for Donald Trump, well... If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump... And you ain't black. You ain't black. And if you're Irish, apparently, according to Joe Biden, you're stupid. So I don't know how you feel about that, fellow Irish men and women, as you can tell, with the red beard and the green eyes. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, Irish in my ancestry, but uh, I don't think that they were stupid. No matter of fact, they were hard workers. They came to this country and they helped build this country. They helped build one of the greatest cities in the world, New York City, and then the rest of the country. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're stupid, Joe. I mean, how many things can this guy say? How many racist and bigoted things can this guy say before the world goes, hey, wait a minute, what did you mean by that? It would be really nice to see CNN or any of these other, you know, woke companies actually go, whoa, 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 back up that racism truck real quick. Did you just say the Irish were stupid? And, folks, the Irish retreated very, very, very badly for a long time. They know what it's like to be discriminated against. They know what it's like to have people look at them like they are the scum of the earth. The Irish people have been fighters since the very beginning for their freedom and their dignity. And you've got the president... Of the united states calling them stupid i may be irish but i'm not stupid and i'm gonna sin here today i mean the guy is out of his mind crazy so we're st- oh hold on we got another video here we'd like to show you from joseph biden today where he's talking about sending nudes we do live in 2022 and people do send nude pictures well joe biden wants to address sending nudes doesn't want to address, you know, sending Ukraine offensive weapons as an act of war against Russia. No, 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 no. But he wants to talk about nudes. Ladies and gentlemen, check this out.
0: A new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that in an intimate relationship, what happened was. The guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position and then literally, in a sense, blackmails or or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online.
1: Send it out. Put it online. Put a hash brown on that and send it to the Internet, says Joe Biden. You might as well say that. Put a hash brown on it. Send it over to the world web wide. Come on, man. I'm sure we've all been in a situation where your friend takes pictures, takes pictures of your nude and puts a hash brown on it and sends, <laughs> sends it to the Internet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I found something a little bit better to put that little. Uh, what Joe Biden said there, I, I found something a little bit better th- that would fit that would fit more along the lines with what Joe Biden's saying about sending nudes and taking pictures of nudes. And uh, sending them to the Internet.:
0: So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard? I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah, that in an intimate relationship, what <laughs> happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then, literally, in a sense, blackmails or or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online.
1: Send it out. Put it online and send it to the Internet. Well, at least he understands about nudes and sending nudes and all of that. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for the technical difficulty we had there with the camera. But at least you understand where I was going with that, right? I mean, it fits a lot better with what he was saying if we put the side-by-side up. You know, of his son, Hunter Biden, the crackhead. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Don't worry, Mr. Trump. We know where Hunter is and we're going to talk about him a little later on. However, believe it or not, I have prayed for Hunter Biden many, many times. I have prayed for Hunter and his illegitimate father many times. Look, folks, we're doing a new thing here on Life from America. We're reading emails from the real voice of America. And not putting them up on the screen, just reading them good old-fashioned on paper. Um, Got one here that says, my name is Nicole Patkisto. Excuse me. I've been watching your show for a while now with my 14-year-old son, Charlie. I've been very sick and in and out of the hospital for a while now. I've been trying to sign up for a free Bible for my son and I haven't gotten a response. If you can email me back and let me know if my request for a Bible for, for my son is possible. Yes, we are sending you a Bible out in the morning for your son and one for you and some more stuff as well to help you get through that. And I'm very, very sorry that you're going through those times and going through that, uh, going through that illness, uh, but we, be, we will be praying for you. And, uh, you know, if there's anything else we can do, please let us know. Um... Also, ladies and gentlemen, here's a new one from Cheryl Weinberger. It is a pleasure to listen to you, uh, to a brother in Christ on live from America TV. Thank you for all you do. I would just like to share my free book with you and your listeners. It's called Solemn Colors, C-O-L-O-U-R-S, free book, Solemn Colors. And it's a diary of some of her experiences with the Lord. And she also wrote a book called The Condition of the Human Heart. I know the Lord Jesus directed me to write and share my events with him. Just thought that I would let you know that it's free on Amazon. May God bless you and your family mightily. Thank you very much, Cheryl. Again, the name of that book, ladies and gentlemen, is Solemn Colors. Solemn Colors. Now, I also want to show you something real quick. This was sent to me from Jerry Carver. Jerry Carver actually carved The Last Supper. To Jeremy and the LFA family, thank you for a great show. God bless you all. Jerry Alexander. Jerry Alexander, and he goes by Carver Jerry. Uh, This is absolutely amazing. This is beautiful and wonderful, and I will get this hung up in the studio as soon as As possible, sir. And your letter was even more incredible. So God bless you. And thank you very much for the time that you put into that. I know that that was not easy. And that was very time consuming. And I want to say, God bless you, sir. I appreciate you. March 17th, year of our Lord. 2022 from Jesus Calling. Your desire to rely on me. Holy. Is a worthy goal. The Holy Spirit will help you think trusting thoughts. But he requires your cooperation. As you look to me, trust, trusting me, talking with me, I straighten out the path before you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reads, lean on me. Trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and your mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. How many times have we done that and got ourselves into trouble? In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct you. And make straight and plain your paths. And from Psalm 37 5, we read, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And before you turn out the light, allow me to do this supernatural trust work in your heart. Then wait confidently to see the results. Amen. 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 Folks, please, let's go to the Lord's Prayer together. Remove your hats on this St. Paddy's Day from your lips to God's ears. And he feels everything, so do it from your heart. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Prayer is powerful and powerful is prayer. Prayer is powerful and powerful is prayer. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you truly want our elected officials to be good and to do good by us and represent us, then it's not only the people that you love that you should pray for, you should pray for them people too, and then finally you'll find yourself loving those people as well. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is break number one so Real America's Voice can pay some bills so they can keep other pe- all these people on the show. We'll be right back right after this. Oh, thank you guys so very much for being here. And uh, by the way, we raised uh, over uh, about $900 today for Nancy. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Man, that thing is awesome. It's good to see you, Jerry. This thing is so amazing and so beautiful. So amazing and so beautiful. I will cherish this. And so will my family. And I loved your letter, sir. I loved your letter. Um, Nancy, we raised about $900 for Nancy today and uh, already sent it out. Already put it in a check and sent it out. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a Slurp Fund folder. And as we get requests for help, we do put them in line. Um, I think it's the only fair way to do it. And we get to them when we can. We can't do it every day or we deplete the Slurp Fund pretty quick. Um, but just to let you know, we are helping people left and right, folks. And we're very quickly approaching $15,000 already this year. And we're only in the third month. And our goal was $40,000. So you can just praise God and give all glory to God. There was an email I was going to read for you earlier, which I forgot, and it was about Lindsey Graham. Now, this is a very, very firsthand knowledge story about Lindsey Graham, so please let me read it for you. Regarding Graham, this comes from uh, Mike, who watches the show. I have a story to tell you about him. In 2010, I was a reservist and deployed to Afghanistan for a year. I was a lieutenant colonel, Graham was also a lieutenant colonel at that time. He came over to Afghanistan for his two-week drill, meaning he was supposed to be doing reserve work for two weeks. Instead, he was flown around Afghanistan and treated as if he were a senator. (coughs) Excuse me. There were colonels and generals and admirals kissing his butt and treating him like he was a king. He was there as a lieutenant colonel but got treated better than the generals. That does not happen to normal military personnel, and it didn't happen to this lieutenant colonel. While I blame the colonels, generals, and admirals for fawning over Graham as they did, I also blame Graham. He knew why he was there and should have done the right thing and told the military to put him to work, not treat him like a god. If he wanted to be treated as a senator, then come over dressed as a civilian in clothes, Don't get paid by the reserves and earn military retirement points while really doing your civilian job. This has stuck with me for years, and while I give him the benefit of the doubt when he's supporting President Trump, I no longer will. He needs to be called out every day for the rhino that he is. Sir, thank you for your service. Thank you for telling me about that. The best thing that we can ever do is get firsthand knowledge of these people so that we can expose them and, va- and, and, and validate, that was a validating story for what I said earlier. So, I want to thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Jib says, it's my birthday today. Jaina, Jaina, happy birthday to you. God bless you, girl. Hope you have a good one. Little Lindsay is corrupt, Donnie says. Well, Donnie actually said a little bit more than that, but I'm not going to repeat what he said. <laughs> so, All right, let's get ready for this first and foremost section, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, here we go. Folks, welcome back to Live from America. Again, I apologize for the technical difficulty earlier in the opening segment. However, we're back on track right now, and just to let the Real America's Voice audience know, today the Live from America audience raised almost $1,000 to help somebody out, and this is the power of working together the power of working for god and the power of doing god's work everybody everybody can feel special when everybody is working together to care for everyone here we go first and foremost section put your cups up for slurp <clears throat> from conspiracy theorist to champions i mean us conspiracy theorists are batting like a thousand right now for all the work that we've been doing over the past few years to get the truth out and a year and a half ago the hunter biden laptop story and the laptop itself came into possession of people like rudy giuliani and others who very quickly verified that it was real and then basically it went public and the world saw it now if you were one of those people who did not have the displeasure of seeing anything on that laptop, then I admire you. Because the stuff that I seen that was on that laptop for the last year and a half makes me not only sick to my stomach and mad, but it makes me scared. It makes me scared as a father, and it makes me scared as a citizen, That the son of a sitting, legally elected or not, president can do this stuff to women of all ages around the world, can lie, cheat, and steal, can use his name to launder money and everything else that happened that we saw on that laptop and nothing can happen to him. However, just today, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Post put out a story and that's where I saw at first that the New York Times, the failing New York Times, has validated the Hunter Biden laptop as being real and has also validated that there is an active investigation currently, right now, into Hunter Biden's laptop. And the laptop was also verified later on by a Mr. Tony Bobulinski now I would ask you where is Tony Bobulinski I would like to know where Tony Bobulinski is today so if anybody who's watching this show or any of my friends in the news they want to get a hold of me and let me know if you know where Tony Bobulinski is I would like to know because it seems like he came in and then he was ushered out real quick and you know what if I was him and I was bringing dirt on Democrats that were close to Hillary Clinton, I might want to uh, beat feet real quick too, if you know what I mean, (laughs) right? But anyway, let's get right into this Hunter Biden laptop story. Today, the New York Times finally admitted that the Hunter Biden laptop is real. On October of 2020, the New York Post, remember this? dropped an October surprise on Biden's presidential campaign and released emails of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. The emails revealed Hunter Biden was doing business with foreign countries and acting as Joe Biden's bagman you know, 10% for the big guy, as part of his international influence uh, peddling scheme. A comprehensive report about the ongoing federal photo, or federal probe, excuse me, into Hunter Biden's tax filings published by the New York Times on Wednesday night, confirmed the existence of the first son's infamous laptop. In October of 2020, the Post exclusively reported on the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop that he ditched at a Delaware repair shop in April of 2019. As part of the investigation into Hunter Biden, the Times reports, Federal prosecutors have looked into emails between the first son and his former business associates that were recovered from said laptop, which would allow you to, to, to say to yourself, okay, so that means that the laptop is real if we're pulling this kind of information off of it. But that's weird because Jen Psaki and everybody in the White House says that it's Russian disinformation still to this day as early as yesterday. Some of the scrutinized correspondence was between Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, who had served with the first son on the board of the Ukraine energy company Burisma, which we all know. I'm just kind of bringing you back through up until now. Archer was sentenced last month, if you remember, in an unrelated fraud case. But he's cooperated completely with the feds in their probe into into Hunter Biden. According to the Times, the emails between Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and others regarding their international business activity came from the files. The publication obtained that, quote, appears to have came <clears throat> come from the laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in the Delaware repair shop. New, York's Time, New York Times also confirmed that Hunter Biden paid off a $1 million tax lien that he was reportedly Unemployed when he was reportedly, excuse me, unemployed and flat broke. Trump was right again. Trump was right again, especially talking about that, about the $1 million tax bill. But broad federal investigation continues. Ukraine, Burisma, China, etc. The corrupt cover up of this scandal to protect Joe Biden is part of the worst corruption scandal in American history. Now, before I talk a little bit about this, I want to know, will circle back Jen Psaki finally apologize for lying about Hunter Biden's laptop now that the New York Times admits that it was legit? Because she is still continuing to say, we're not going to talk about that. We've already talked about it. It's Russian disinformation. How much stuff, like Peter Ducey asked her, how much stuff are we going to blame on Putin? Okay, You're blaming the gas prices on him. You're blaming the border. on. You're blaming everything on Putin. How many How many things are we going to... You know what the regular, everyday, average American, the, in, the independents who decide who goes to the White House and who doesn't? They're not falling for this stuff. They're not falling for any of this stuff. So, <clears throat> my first question is, will Jen Psaki apologize? My second question is, will Facebook, Twitter instagram and all of the other social media platforms that labeled your information about hunter biden's laptop false will they put that information back up on your page even though it's re- retroactive at this point point? and will they pay you and me reparations for all that was lost when they banned our pages or banned us from their platforms ha. <laughs> I have a feeling that I probably shouldn't hold my breath waiting for that apology. Now, my next question, and I know you're probably asking the same thing. Does this have anything to do with Putin sanctioning these specific individuals not two days ago? I think it's really odd, don't you? I think it's great timing. Very or coincidental, isn't it? Very, very coincidental that at this point in time, all of a sudden, two days after Putin's sanctions, Hunter Biden, his father, and all of the people that you know that have been involved in Ukraine, which is something that I have been driving home since February 28th, not in one single moment was I ever for Russia, but I knew that there was no wide scale war going on in Ukraine because if it was, Ukraine would have been flattened like a pancake within 24 hours. There's something else going on here for why Putin is strategically invading Ukraine. Putin calls it um, strategic military operations. The United States calls it an invasion. NATO calls it an invasion. And the world calls it an invasion. I'm not going to pretend to tell you that I know what exactly it is. But I do think it's kind of odd and ironic that two days after Putin says... He's sanctioning these specific individuals that all of a sudden the Hunter Biden laptop is said to be under investigation once again. Now, I'm just going to let you ponder on that, and I'm going to move on because I have to go to commercial break real quick, and I don't want to miss this story because we've been wondering where in the world is flip-flop Fauci. He was harder to find than Waldo. Well, this morning we found flip-flop Fauci. And we found a statement that he made to the Washington Post where he refers to you and me, Republicans, you and I, I should say, and the rest of the Republicans coming after him in November if they win. He's afraid that it's going to be Benghazi all over again. That is his, those are his words, not mine. But ladies and gentlemen, that didn't seem to be enough for old flip flop Fauci. You know, once he gets in front of the camera, he has to stay in front of said camera. So that's exactly what he did. Fauci then went on another news publication and said that it may be necessary to institute COVID restrictions again to stop another additional surge. At this point, it's just laughable, and the country is not going to go with their governors. They're not going to go with the CDC, and they're sure as heck not going to go with the word of Tony the Rat Fauci, but it is comical. So here he is talking yet again about another variant, Tony, the rat face, Fauci. Here we go. We have to be careful that if we do see a surge as a result of that, that we're flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge.
0: That could mean a return of (laughs) mandatory masking, especially in areas of high transmission.
1: Never, 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 never again. You can take your masks, and I think you can finish out that sentence, where you can put them. You can take your restrictions, your masks, your lockdowns, and your vaccines, and you can put them all into one bundle and put them in that very same place that I'm not allowed to say on TV. I'm not doing it again, and I believe none of you are going to do it again. And if you do, may God help you. We'll be right back with more Live from America on Real America's Voice News right after this. Please stay tuned. I mean, the guy is absolutely out of his mind. We have to be careful. We have to be careful that if we do see another surge, that we are flexible Enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary. Shut up, just shut up. If you're going to come on TV and say stupid things like that, then don't say we have to be careful. We see another surge. We have to be flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary. Just shut up and say it like a man. People are sick and tired of hearing your wordplay and your rhetoric, trying to pick out what you actually could mean or what you don't mean. Just shut up. Say it like a man. Come on TV and act like a man, you beta male loser. Just come on TV and say, look, you guys are probably going to have to mask up again and we're going to lock you down. The reason why they don't use those words is because those words mean something. Those words mean something. Normal people would come on TV and say, look, guys, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. We got another surge going on, whether it's true or not. But normal people would do this, real men. Guys, we got another surge. Bad things are happening. People are being hospitalized everywhere. We're seeing an uptick in things. So, look, you might have to mask up again. You might have to lock down. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I know that's hard. I know that's hard to say. <laughs> We see a surge. we meant to be flexible enough to reinstitute any kind of interventions that could be necessary. Shut up! I get so sick of people trying to act smart. You know what I mean? I don't come on here and try to talk any different than I normally do. Everybody's saying the same thing about those masks. Ain't happening. It ain't happening. They said. I love it. You know, we probably should give him the dum dum though, right? I think we should. I think it's worth it. Let's come back from this break, and we'll do just that. How about that? Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. Look, before the break, we showed you that Tony the Rat faced Fauci came out from under his rock, came out from hiding, to tell you that you may have to put a mask on again if things continue to surge once again. I have a feeling it won't be until right around or maybe after the midterms. Either way, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we did it.
1: We did it, Joe. Joe, I mean, not uh, Joe. <laughs> well, him too. Tony, the flip flop rat face Fauci, gets the dumb dumb award of the day. But let's stay with COVID for a minute, just for a minute, because they're already talking about trying to bring it back, already laying the building blocks of bringing back COVID again, bringing back the common cold. But I don't know if you have heard this because the CDC is really quiet. They're really quiet when they have to put numbers out that coincide with things that we've been saying for two years because then we can't be labeled misinformation anymore. But did you know that two days ago, the CDC removed a total of 30,000 COVID deaths from the dashboard for for children, reducing pediatric deaths by a whopping 24%. And did you know that... The reason that they dropped the 30,000 deaths that never happened, which again was a whopping 24% of this age group, was because they put at the small, at the, the print, at the very bottom, they cited a coding error as the reason for the incorrectly inflated numbers. Yeah. So, you know, you were right on Hunter Biden's laptop. You were right when you were saying that all these people weren't actually dying from COVID. They might have been dying with COVID. You were right to say that the people that were in the hospitals were not in the hospital because of COVID. They were found to have COVID once they were in the hospitals. But we relied on faulty PCR tests that we're not even allowed to use in most cases anymore because they were giving false positives. So was it ever really that real? And I'm not saying that COVID wasn't real, but it was it really that real. I mean, come on. Can we just call a spade a spade at this moment? For all you people out there that wake up, put your mask on, go in the shower, lift your mask up to eat, put your mask back down, walk into a, resta- a restaurant with your mask on, but then sit down and take it off. For all those people that are driving around by themselves in their cars with their mask on. For the dummies in New Hampshire that... Because you don't have to wear a helmet in New Hampshire who ride a motorcycle wearing a mask on your face but not a helmet on your head, which doesn't even make any sense to me whatsoever, how does it feel? Do you enjoy continuing to wear your mask? Do you enjoy continuing to look like a freak? Do you enjoy to continue to keep this COVID thing alive when you know darn well that it's not around? Are you that afraid? It makes me sick. I, it's one of those things that it's like, all right, have you? Are, are there still people out there that are really that scared? Quick answer is yes, there, there are. And I feel sorry for them. Moving on, the Arizona GOP has filed a lawsuit against the unconstitutional anti-precinct committee men bill Bill number, House Bill number 2839. Now, if you remember, if you remember, last week we talked about this. We talked about how the Arizona uh, legislature did not even read the bill that was put for them, put before them, before they unanimously passed it. And then afterwards found out, well, wait a minute, this isn't going to allow us to utilize the precinct committeeman strategy that's going to win us the election and make sure that they don't cheat us out of something. And Arizona, somebody in Arizona, pulled the little okey-doke. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, it has forced the Arizona GOP to file a lawsuit against the new unconstitutional law that abolished precinct committee elections and limited the number of seats available to just one per precinct. Okay? And again, we talked a little bit about this last week. You can go back to last week and really break down the bill. But HB House Bill... 2839 was presented to the legislature minutes before the members voted on it and it took effect immediately due to the emergency clause. So somebody was smart. Section four, even though they were nefarious, they were smart. Section four of the bill contained hidden changes that the authors did not exhibit with distinguishable text like the other changes in the bill, which they clearly did, which kind of confused everybody and nobody really knew it was even in there. The bill was titled, Candidate Nominations, Signatures, and Redistricting, made provisions regarding ballot signature requirements for federal, state, and local candidates. It secretly included language to suppress the right of a party member to run and vote for a precinct committeeman. This is a violation of Arizona Constitution's fair notice of contents by title rule, which requires bill contents bills, contents, I should say, to be properly noticed in the title of the bill. It's part of their law. This mistake or this nefarious action, which I think the latter is probably true, converted over 7,000 elected positions to a handful of appointed ones. The lawsuit entered Monday in the Supreme Court of Arizona asks the court to declare Section 4 of House Bill 2839 and the use of an emergency clause for the section completely unconstitutional. The suit's six causes of action outline House Bill 2839's violation of the Constitution, the legislature's intent, and the improper use of the emergency clause to enact Section 4. So here we are again in Arizona finding ourselves fighting the same party that we claim to represent and my question to all of you republicans who are tired of the good old boy gop how much longer are we going to allow rhinos in the party to be relevant in the party folks don't feed the rhinos because they tend to keep coming back for more Stop feeding these rhinos. We need to remove them. We need to expose them, identify them, expose them, and remove them. That's the whole plan here. And I can guarantee that a majority of the people that are watching me on my social media, and I'll guarantee you that a majority of the people that are watching on Real America's Voice News are sick and tired of their rights being trampled, their First Amendment being trampled, and their election integrity being set on fire and demolished. Arizona, once again. Now, speaking of people that are going to continue to hold these people accountable, let's talk about true the vote for a minute. So if you've been following me or if you've been following anybody else on Real America's Voice News, you probably know that Heather Mullins and True the Vote have really been working hard to uncover this entire ballot harvesting scheme of drop boxes and expose who the people are and go after them one at a time to find out who's paying them to do this. Now, True the Vote has already made a big impact in what's going on in Georgia and they've released a lot of the evidence of the people that they found in Georgia that were responsible for this ballot harvesting. However, there were other states that it happened too. And finally, True the Vote is, has released a statement because of what's going on in Wisconsin that they will release damning Wisconsin ballot trafficking investigation results on March 24th in an open committee hearing. Now, this is really awesome, and I love True the Vote. They're really sticking it to these people, and they're going to find out, and sooner or later, when the right people are in the right places, this investigation and this information that we're finding out right now will matter. It's not just going to be swept under the rug, I promise you. All of this stuff that we found out since November 3rd of 2020 will be relevant in the right time. On the afternoon of March 16th, An all-star cast of election integrity experts, investigators, and constitutional attorneys appeared for a Wisconsin press conference. That's what we were talking about yesterday with Robin Voss and others. Voss then came out and said, we cannot decertify the election. We know there was fraud. Fraud was rampant, but we still can't do it. Sorry about your luck. Go Republicans. Folks. Quote, we have the ballot Dropbox video footage. We have the cell phone print data. True the Vote has merged the two together. They will share their Wisconsin information to the world on Thursday, March 24th. It is not clear at this point what True the Vote has from Wisconsin, but the Election Integrity Group released footage to ballot traffickers for from other battleground states that they were working with, with Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza. And I have a feeling, talking with Heather and many other people, that what you're about to see coming out of Wisconsin is going to be just as damning, and we need to continue to keep doing this regardless of what we think might, could, or should happen. The, the uh, important thing is, is that we're continuing to get the evidence out there, because without the evidence, it doesn't matter who gets into power where. You're never going to be able to do anything about it. You're never going to be able to hold them accountable. That's what we want to do, and that's what we're going to do. We'll be right back. That's what we want to do, and that's what we're going to do. We're not going to continue to allow these people to take back our our country. We're not going to allow it, period. Sick and tired of it. And we're going to stand up and fight. You know the reason that we're in this mess, by the way, to begin with? Donnie, God bless you, and thank you for the $100 donation. I do appreciate that, my friend, and you are a good friend, and I hope things are better for you. Do you know what got us in this mess to begin with? The fact that the Republican Party not only... Is in bed with the Democratic Party, but because they're cowards, they've always been cowards. For a lot, not always. Ronald Reagan was the last good Republican, okay? Um, and let's be honest, Donald Trump was not a Republican. He was more of a populist that knew he had to run on the Republican t- uh, side because that's where his values aligned with the most. And since then, we've taken over the P- Republican Party, and we need to continue to do that. It's very important. Look, folks. Whether you like the two-party system or not, it's not going anywhere anytime soon, okay? It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So we need to learn how to beat the system. And how you beat the system is you take over one of the parties, which exactly is what we're doing, and then you destroy the other one, which is the Democratic Party, which is on our plate next. So it's going to be a long fight, but it will pay off. And when it pays off, it'll pay off big time. And you'll look back on this and you'll go, whatever even happened? the Republican Party would run with its tail between its legs at the first sight or or even the first, the first hearing of the word racist. You're racist. Oh, run for the hills. Nowadays, who cares? You can call people racist all you want. You can water down that word all you want. It doesn't make it, you know, stick. So what do we got here? 544. All right, here we go. Let's come back. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live From America. And uh, I know on this show, we don't just do three, two or three stories. We jump around. It's because it's called Live From America, and there's a lot to cover. And I've only got one hour to do it. So that's why we jump around. Could be because I have ADD, too. I don't know. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. It looks like Chris Cuomo is the tick on the hind end of the dog that we know As CNN, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Cuomo might single-handedly bring down the company that he worked for for so long. Why? Out of spite, pride, and just evil moral compass that people like Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, Wolf Blitzer, Anderson Cooper, the, the, the evil moral compass that these guys follow allows them uh, basically brings them on a path of this kind of stuff bribery that's what it's really boiling down to, but if it means the end of c n n forever, well then I guess they get what's coming to them and karma really is a you know what former c n n anchor chris Cuomo held zero punches in its in the explosive one hundred and twenty five Million dollar arbitration demand against the network pointing to controversies that have plagued ex-colleagues as proof of, quote, selective enforcement of its policies. Let me break that down for you in regular everyday language. Chris Cuomo's mad that he got fired. He wants $125 million because that's what he feels he would have been paid over his lifetime of work at CNN from here on out. He wants $125, and he throws Don Lemon under the bus. He throws Jake Tapper under the bus. He throws Anderson Cooper under the bus. He basically throws every host of every show under the bus by saying that I am going to get this $125 million from you, and I'm going to show you proof of selective enforcement of your policies. And just by saying that, he is implicating that other people at CNN— are doing just as bad, if not worse, things that Chris Cuomo got fired for. CNN has faced utter turmoil over the past several months that stemmed from Cuomo's involvement in aiding his brother, then-Democratic New York governor and rapist Andrew Cuomo, during his sexual harassment scandal. The network's investigation into its star anchor led the ousting of CNN President Jeff Zucker... And executive president Allison Gallist, who both resigned after failing to disclose their consensual relationship. Reports also revealed that both Zucker and Gallist aided government, uh, Governor Cuomo in the early months of the pandemic to combat then-President Trump on the national stage. CNN has a long-established pattern. And practice of selectively enforcing its policies based on cynical calculations of public perception. The filing on Wednesday read indeed CNN fostered a culture in which exceptions to the network's standards and practices were routinely sanctioned and that the culture began at the top with Zucker and Gullist and worked its way all the way down to the bottom of Anderson Cooper Anderson Cooper. I'm sorry. As long as CNN's ratings would not be hurt, Zucker and Gallist were more than willing to overlook major transgressions by CNN personalities such as Don Lemon, Jake Tapper, and even to engage a blatant, in blatant misconduct themselves. So ladies and gentlemen, Chris Cuomo seeks $125 million from CNN in explosive arbitration demand, and he's going to take down CNN one way or another. Look, obviously... Chris Cuomo knows a lot of stuff, okay? Let's just face it. Chris Cuomo knows a lot about the ways that CNN works, and he knows a lot about the secrets that CNN has. You can't work at a company that long and be their top guy that long without knowing exactly what's going on behind closed doors. They know that he knows all of this stuff. So people are doing two things. They're resigning, and the second thing they will do is they will give him this $125 million if they can afford it or else buy Don Lemon, buy Wolf Blitzer and Anderson Cooper, buy all of you. Have fun looking for a job. I doubt Real America's Voice News will hire you. Maybe Newsmax will. Newsmax is always doing some nefarious stuff these days. Maybe they'll hire you. I don't know. I doubt OAN will. I know uh, Rav won't, but possibly, possibly Newsmax. I doubt you'll be able to get hired at MSDNC because they're as broke as CNN. Their viewership is just as bad as CNN, So I don't know. I don't know. But maybe the way Fox is going, maybe you'll get hired at Fox. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Chris Cuomo might single-handedly take down CNN. And for that, I will applaud him. I will applaud him for that. Um... Does he deserve the Smarty Award? No, I don't think so. Take down CNN and then we'll give you the Smarty Award. And that might be the first time we ever give somebody like that the Smarty Award. All right, now I want to get into something a little bit more serious as we get into the end of the show. And that is the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Folks, in my lifetime, the U.S. dollar has had some problems. In my lifetime, we have also um, experienced high inflation, We've experienced looming nuclear war with Russia. In my lifetime, we've watched people infiltrate the United States government and work from within to tear it down. And I always said, if you were going to take down the United States of America, we already know the Japanese pointed out many, many decades ago that in order to take down the United States of America, it would be impossible to do from the outside because there's an American behind every blade of grass with a gun. And that was true one day. Maybe still today. So the only way you could really take America down was from the inside out. And I always said that if you were going to do that, then you might as well follow the blueprint of Barack Hussein Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden because their blueprint for America would do just that. And now, after 42 years on this earth myself, we might actually see the collapse of the U.S. dollar because we know... That major countries around the world, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela, South American companies, Afri- uh, countries, African countries, none of them want to work with the United States anymore. And a lot of them won't even return our phone calls, like Saudi Arabia. Why? Because they're aligning with China on the back end of everything. And they're trying to make China be the global currency, the, 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 the reserve currency of the world. And if that happens, if that happens, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to say about America. If that does happen, it's going to be everything that we all have to climb back out of that hole. Once you change the reserve currency, I don't even know if you can ever get it back. That's how bad this might get with these losers in charge. And that is why it's so important that you stop messing around about my vote doesn't count anyway. They're just going to steal it. You better have a better uh, outlook on the election and you better get your butt up and take five people with you. We'll worry about the rest to make sure they don't cheat. You just make sure you vote. Will Joe Biden oversee the collapse of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency? Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell appears to think that it might be a possibility. Do you know when it wasn't a possibility? Just two years ago. Man, these people are morons. Or they're devils. One of the two. Based on his recent quip when he said it's possible to have more than one reserve currency. No, it's not. Even more reason to be America first. This is a staggering admission from the one person who wields the most influential power over the dollar. Then again, given the fact that we are $30 trillion and counting in debt, and they just keep passing more COVID relief, Stretchface Face Armstrong wants another $45 billion for COVID relief. What COVID? Paul's comment should come as no surprise. Distilled, the chances are multiplying daily that the Biden administration is hurtling towards ringing the death knell for the dollar as the world's reserve currency. The Wall Street Journal reported an exclusive on March 15th, just a few days, a couple days ago, indicating another step towards the dollar's loss of reserves currency status. Saudi Arabia is considering accepting um, yen instead of the dollar for oil sales to China. As the journal noted, this would, quote, dent the United States dollar dominance of global petroleum market. So ladies and gentlemen, why am I giving you this terrible and bad news? Because it's news that you need to hear. Because it involves each and every single one of you. And I would be wrong if I did not tell you that the dollar is in danger. That doesn't mean it definitely is, and it doesn't mean we're going to a third world country, but it means it's in danger, which is why it's more important now than ever to get the right people in the right places. One more commercial break. You don't want to go anywhere because I have a very special video from Mike Lindell that I want you to see when you come back. Promo code LFA. Stay tuned. Again, folks, I don't even really know what kind of advice I can give you. I could say, hey, go put your money in gold, but who has money to put in gold? I don't have money sitting around that I can just go put into gold. So how do we do that? You know what I mean? How does the everyday paycheck to paycheck person supposed to, how are you supposed, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do to make sure that you and your family are fine? Well, I can tell you what we can do. First of all, you can press that like button and give us a share. Second thing you can do, is just make sure you're more self-sufficient. Make sure that you have, start setting yourself up now. If you can get solar, get solar panels. If you can get a battery or any kind of a generator, then buy those things and get them now. If you can think about it, make sure you stock up on things that you could possibly need, that you could possibly use for years, canned food, whatever it is. And I'm not saying that this stuff is definitely going to be needed, but it's better to have and not need than need and not have, isn't it? That's what I've always heard. That's what my grandparents always said. Redneck says, get your money out of the bank. That's great, except for the system is built in such a way that you need to at least have some money in the bank. That's the bad part. Bad Moon says, buy bullets. Don't disagree. David, how are you doing from Massachusetts? Brother in Christ, how are you, my friend? God bless. It only takes a mustard seed of faith. Well, that's a great, great statement, Terry. Thank you very much, and thank you for reminding us. Even with solar panels, you still need electricity. No, I get it. I get it. But it's one step in becoming a little bit more self-sufficient, I would say. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't have the answers for you guys, but I, I do have the truth. I don't have we the answers. The oh, have excuse me. I don't have the answers, but I do have the truth. And that's all I can really say. Okay? All right. We're gonna come back from this video or this uh, commercial break, and I'm gonna play you a nice video from Mike Lindell, and hope fo- uh, excuse me, folks, hopefully he's coming on live from America next week um, if, if our schedules can work out for us. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America. Look, we're going to end the show with a smile, okay? I don't want to end the show talking about the collapse of the dollar. And I don't want to end the show saying, buy ammo, stock up, things are going to happen. Just be smart, okay? That's all I'm going to ask you is just be smart, be strategic, and take care of your families as best as you possibly can. And we'll continue to help here when we can financially to other people as well, okay? All right. All right. I want to leave you with this Mike Lindell a very special video from our friend Mike Lindell who probably hopefully if we can get him on we'll come on next week here on Live from America once again and we can have a nice conversation with him and what he's going what's going on with his Supreme Court cases. But he's got some commercial bloopers. Of course you know Mike Lindell he's becoming like the Sham Wow guy now, right? Get my pillows. You can get them at all these discounts. It's great. It's great. Well, you get, the guy's got to do it. He doesn't have any box stores really helping him out anymore. So we are we're those people. But anyway, I digress. Let's go to these blooper video this blooper video of Mike Lindell trying to make his my pillow commercials and he I love that he put this out this is great. up to nail it. we have one shot at this don't make your commercial like this <laughs> We got to do this in one take. Here we go 25 25 30 30 30 30 <laughs> Tell me when hello I'm Mike <laughs> They're made with the world's best cotton where this grown... oh shoot grown. Let's sue Mike Lindell. He, he didn't use the word groan. <laughs> I didn't bobble nothing. Don't ever say I bobble that, but nailed it. <laughs> Everybody go now. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. You guys want to be on film? Come on in here. We'll show you the noisemakers. I don't want
0: to do another one.
1: Oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> By offering the... Oh, shit. Now the, uh, the media can go, He's back on cocaine. <laughs> Thank you and God bless. I nailed it. You can't get better than that. Look at that, everybody. Woo! It's a wrap. Wow. Look at that, huh? It may take a few tries, but, you know, we got it. Hey, thank you and bless you too, Mike Lindell. You've been fighting for this country. Tip of the spear right alongside Mike, uh, Steve Bannon and many, many others myself. I love Mike Lindell. I can definitely identify with his past. We've got a very similar uh, lifestyle And uh, he drinks a lot of coffee, just like I do. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's your blooper reel from Mike Lindell. It's very important that we continue to laugh and smile. Do not lose that. Do not let this bad news that always comes across your TV stations and your phone and on social media, don't let it get you down. Remember to smile. We're still in the greatest country in the world, and we still have the greatest God of all time. He is then and now. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and we are his children. Speaking of that, folks... We're going to end the show now. Um, If you find value in Jeremy Harrell's show live from America, then go to jeremyharrell.com and help me out there, and you can even become a one-time or a monthly donor to the show as we are completely viewer-funded. Remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper have a great night, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Keep some smiles on your face and spread that gospel. God bless you guys. See you later. Rebirth of America. a long time coming, and we all learned something that we